welcome to the Business is Good podcast, brought to you by the Good Place Institute. This podcast explores the why, the what, and the how of building and stewarding Good Place organizations, where there is a definition of business and organizational success that is much more purposeful, fulfilling, and complete. And there's an organizational operating system designed to help you get there, where organizations thrive, people flourish, communities prosper, and the world becomes a better place. If you want to know more about the Good Place Institute, please visit our website at goodplaceinstitute.com. We are beginning our second series entitled The Good Place Organization Operating System. In our first Business is Good podcast series entitled Good Placeology, we focused on the why, the purpose and foundations of Good Place, and the what. What are Good Place organizations aiming to accomplish? In this second series, we will focus on the how. What are the tools and methods or the organizational building blocks leaders use and apply to build and steward a Good Place organization? My name is Chris Young, and I have the honor to serve in the Good Place Institute. And I'm joined in this episode by our very special guest, my friend and mentor and the CEO of Good Place Holdings, Dale Bissonette. Welcome, Dale. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on uh, the program today. I'm looking forward to it. So glad you're joining the podcast, as I believe this is your first time on. And I'm very excited to discuss with you our topic in this episode as well. So please grab a cup of coffee with us as we look forward to sharing with you our conversation in this episode, introducing the Good Place Organization Operating System. So, Dale, before we get too far into the areas of the operating system, uh, as you were an author of it, you helped build it, you helped write a book about it, why is this an important topic for you uh, and therefore for other leaders of organizations? Well, Chris, that's not necessarily a um, a three-second answer, so I'm going to try to condense that real quickly for you. Um, yes, I had the pleasure of serving with you and Scott Myers on uh, collaborating on how all this could come together in a workable tool. And, you know, historically, there's a lot of things out there you can read and follow. I mean, after all, who hasn't been a part of the book of the month club of the new and greatest leadership book or the like? And the challenge I've found is they're all built so much on a principle in order to achieve an aim that is a little different than what the good place organization is about. Mm-hmm. And if you have the wrong aim, the how to's and the why's and the what's become a little more complicated. So it's really near and dear because this is a holistic way. It's not a uh, justified way of thinking. It's a derived way of spending a lot of time and a lot of years thinking about if God had a design for everything, then he probably had a design for organizations. Excellent. Excellent. I know we want to jump into more conversation, um, but maybe just to jump out of the character of conversation just for a minute, because I'm sure there's a lot of people asking, okay, so what are you talking about? What is this good place organization operating system? Explain that a little bit to me, if you don't mind. So let me try to briefly give a, a high level intro, because in subsequent episodes, we're going to unpack each of the areas, each of the components of the operating system. 
So the operating system is really meant to be a, a comprehensive suite of tools and methods, uh, a framework, if you will, of 10 areas that can be applied in part to address specific needs or opportunities or applied collectively to work together like puzzle pieces designed to bring about a holistic picture of success to an organization, uh, fulfilling principles and values that are derived from the Bible. And these areas are organizational building blocks that work together to achieve the aims of good place organizations. So in brief, the 10 areas are, you know, charter, you know, vision, mission, and purpose, leadership, managing systems, valuing people through training, education, and development, uh, stewardship planning versus Wall Street planning. And we look at other areas like financial management, managing innovation. Uh, one of the areas is managing internal and external communication. Uh, we focus on managing the business formula and, and what's the value proposition uh, in the business formula. And then lastly, the 10th area is community engagement. So Dale, in a nutshell, you know, how would you describe the Good Place operating system and you know why why the good place organization operating system yeah is earlier um in what i mentioned to kind of kick things off in the 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 welcome so to speak it's holistic yeah it is not cobbled together it is not patchwork you know so many times i see that i pick up this concept that's like a piece of cloth that is made out of cotton. And then I pick up another piece of cloth that's made out of um, some man-made material. And I sew them together in order to make something. But when under stress, those pieces of cloth don't function well together. And I think that's very much what happens in operating systems of business is we pick up something from this school or this book we read and we make it all put together and we wonder why there's these disconnects and why they're just not working the way we thought. Uh, and then heroics have to come in play to this. This operating system is holistically derived from reading the Bible, God's word, an inerrant word that does not have mistakes. It has absolute authority and truth. And if God said that I have an intention for my creation, then this organizational intention is uh, how we have found things now. Uh, we have 10 areas. We have a why and a what as well that's all biblically derived. We're not saying this is a corner, that it's the only way you could ever find a biblical way of doing things. There's some argument, there's 22 areas or three areas and all these things, but it is intended to be used from a holistic view, fully integrated, fully latched together, made out of the same material, if I would say, sewn with the same things. So it can stand a lot of tests. Yeah, that's good. I think Dale, you and I, we've worked together well over 20 years. We have, we have, and, we've seen you know, your kids grown up and born. That's right. That's right. And even, even prior to those 20 years and, and somewhere in between, I mean, you and I've read a lot about other business models or other operating systems, so to speak, from, you know, Harvard to the Jack Welch way, way back in the GE days to, uh, you know, traction EOS. And there's probably right, right. good and not so good about all of them. Right. Sure. And sure. We, Sometimes we like to talk about, well, you know, hey, that business model or that operating system, if it were a ladder, you know, what wall is it leaning up against? Exactly. And, you know, 
It takes a lot of massaging of that ladder when it's leaning up against the wrong wall, i.e. worldly success based on finances alone. And so, right, we, we kind of found a void there where, hey, what if there was a ladder, a tool that was leaning up against biblical success criteria wall? What would that look like? So I don't know, maybe talk a little bit about that because we've had experiences with with uh, with a lot of different operating systems and business models. Yeah, Chris, the the economy that we are in has a economic dollar driven in the U.S. style of measurement. It's the exchange that we use. You can't ignore that. That is a part of the equation. But when it becomes the only aim, it things always get distorted. Things get out of a line. They get in a point where it's overemphasized. So in the God's economy, that is a part of it, but it's not the aim. And so as we've have gone through all this material and understood it and reading reading uh, sections of God's word and even commentaries and other great thought leaders that are way beyond my ability to understand God's word to derive an understanding about this if if you're leaning your ladder I think that's one of the best analogies I've always thought about is you may have a really good ladder but you're leaning it against the wrong wall and you don't even know it. So when you get to the top, you find out you're at a destination you never intended to be at. So if you put your ladder on the right wall, how do you know what's the right wall is? Well, the only place you can find the right wall really is the truth book, the book of truth. There's only one book of truth and that's God's word. So we should find something there and we have, and that's how we've decided this. That's really good. I, it, it, makes me um, remember a, a book that came out quite a long time ago, best-selling book called Good to Great. You Absolutely. Know, I, yeah. I read it. You know, yeah. We, we read it. We highlighted it and, you know, we used some of it, you know, this is where you got into, you know, level five leadership and hedgehog principle. And it was a really fantastic book of observation of what met, you know, I think it was 300 and some good companies and they, you know, went down to like 11 great companies and, right. Um, and I knew churches who did this. I knew organ nonprofits who did this. I knew for profit. We did both do, you know, for profits. And sure. I remember you and I talking one day, what was the definition of great? Right. All these companies, all these organizations wanted to be great. Well, who doesn't want to be great? And it, the definition was packed way back in appendix one. And it was a Wall Street definition of great performance of cumulative stock return of at least three times the general market for a period of transition through 15 years and, you know, T plus 15. And you know, is is that the wall you're leaning your ladder up against? Because those are the principles that were at least observed, if not espoused, not that they're wrong, you know, or not that there's some truth, not some truth in them. But that was the definition of success. That was the wall that the good to great business model, if you will, uh, was leaned up against. Yeah. And once you achieve that aim, what's next? Um, that type of aim, frankly, for me, leads to a hollow ending feeling. Okay, did that, check that box. Now what? Uh, what I found by looking at a a book and material that's lasted the, the test of time, generations after generation after millennial time period the the idea that that truth 
has stood forever and ever. And if we spend some time, we realize even some of the things we've come to think is commonplace in culture, what the origin of it is, you can trace it all the way back to this book and these things that God gave us. So why not use it? Uh, why not spend time to understand what the areas are? What does it really mean to have a purpose or a charter? Mm-hmm. If you believe that God had a purpose in his design, then he's purposeful. Do you think he did it in a disorganized way? Well, probably not from what we saw and have read. That's where a managing a system comes from. And the list goes on. And I loved it when you found a uh, graphic artist to depict this idea of what the operating system looks like and how it became a puzzle in which everything is hanging off of three main things, our charter, our managing system and leadership. And then there's a puzzle piece that holds all the other pieces together that deals with why you should train, educate, and develop your staff versus counting on everyone coming when you hire them, having all that pretty well thought out because I'm hiring heroes. Right. What if you had a specific idea that's different? How do you mesh that in? So that's one of the keys of why we are so focused on those kinds of areas in our business and would encourage others as well. Yeah. And not to let uh, the cat out of the bag too soon, but it goes along with a, a mantra we have in our managing systems area, right? Of Hey, we want to manage systems and value and develop people's full potential, both personally and professionally, and not just manage people. Because in every MBA program, we're, we're taught to manage people. Yeah, I would agree. And if you're a CEO out there listening to this, I'd encourage you. There's a lot of tools you have available to you. They're probably good. In fact, some of the tools that we add to what we're doing, you can find in the marketplace to bring about one of the stewardship principles. There's not modern day tools in a material that was written 2000 years ago, but those things point to things that align with that. So if you're a CEO out there and you're saying, hey, these things are not working, I've been there, I've done that, or the like, or the aspect of, hey, I want to try this, but we don't use the Bible. You will find that these principles can be used by anybody. No matter what you're operating, if you're a Wall Street, Main Street, if you're a uh, a business to consumer or a business to business, these things will work and they they will be competitive and work for you. You don't have to be a Bible-thumping believer, per se, in order to make these things work. Because who doesn't want to have a purpose? Who doesn't want to have the ability to develop their staff into all they can be? Who doesn't think that planning is not important or the idea of innovating? And you read off the 10, but there is a method that works well. You can use this. And that's what I encourage the CEOs listening out that consider this as an alternative to some of the things that are not holistically put together. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think we said it earlier, too, that you could take one of these areas or or modules and really address a maybe an acute problem in an organization. Um, if I can use this word, the magic is, and I think God was in this, uh, how it all connects together. And it does, doesn't just connect linearly, obviously, which is why we kind of chose that puzzle piece illustration. Um, 
it has a web of connectivity, you know, and, and again, without letting too much out for other uh, podcast episodes, you know, when we, when we talk about training our people, like you said, who doesn't want to train people to do the best job they can do? Well, how do you determine, right? How do you determine what they get trained on? Well, that comes directly from what system do they play and what's the purpose of that system and how, what's the key outcomes and results of that system and how does that align with the overall organization? So all of this builds on one another and within one another. And it's a you know almost like a supplier customer relationship between all of it. So it, it it the connections to align to the ultimate collective purpose of the organization. Um, can I say might be unique? Yeah, I think it is, Chris, and it is one of the hardest things I think I've ever attempted to do alongside with others in our organization like mm-hmm. you. It's not an easy task. Uh, to have something that is holistic this way really is, I would say, counterintuitive. I'd even say countercultural. Mm-hmm. It's different. Um, it's a different way. And so to break the way in which so many things around us are telling us this is the way, this is the way, try this, try that, to look at this um, requires a great deal of commitment and desire, but I can tell you this also, it's the greatest reward of my work life that I've ever had. It's the hardest, but it's the greatest reward. So I think if people are interested in a challenge that will be very rewarding, this is a path to take. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Dale, maybe one last question is, okay, I I, I get the collective purpose, the alignment of areas, you know, maybe I've, I've worked with, uh, you know, I'm a CEO or I'm an executive director or what have you. Um, I'm a person who has the authority and responsibility over the ends and means. Where, where do I start? Where would I start with this? Man, that's that's an interesting question. I think there's um, a lot of different ways depending on what your current need is. I think this material can meet you where you are on a very unique Hey, I'm having some trouble with this part of my business. And you test this out, it can it can really shed some light and help you. Or I want to start from ground up. If you want to do that, I think the first thing you do is one, keep on listening to these podcasts. One, <laughs> two, um, go to the website and acquire one of our leadership guides and read through it. Three, attend a training course that's available for you uh, and consider that. But I'd say mostly uh, is ask yourself, do I really want to change? Do I really want to or am I just looking for the book of the month and just something add to my repertoire? If you're looking for something that you'll find great um, substance and reward. This is the material I believe that can help you. It's again, not the only material. It's not, des- the, we're not designing this to say this is the only way, but I can tell you this, it will challenge your thinking and you will find people are attracted to this. When, when we talk about it, people want to know more. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's excellent stuff. I want to thank you for being a part of the conversation. 
for uh, for probably holding most of the conversation. <laughs> More like Q&A than conversation, but it was good. Um, thanks for being a part of the business as good podcast. Uh, I do have a feeling you'll probably be a fixture on it. Keep coming back, sharing your CEO, uh, mentoring wisdom. Um, also, you know, just the idea that uh, we're all we're on a journey as well. The Good Place Holdings organizations are implementing, you know, these same principles, these same tools, and um, reaping the rewards, if you will. Mm. Um, and it is. It, it can be difficult. It can be challenging. Um, but it is extremely rewarding and purposeful and meaningful and fulfilling, uh, where we're trying to build up hearts of love, lives of shalom, value people, right? Impact the community be economically regenerative so that we can multiply that more and more and multiply more healthy, growing, thriving organizations. Right. Well said, Chris. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, Chris, thank you for um, persevering. Uh, this has not been a small undertaking for many years and it takes courage to step out in something that is, as I said earlier, countercultural and counterintuitive. So, Enjoy it, and I hope many will find this is an opportunity to rethink why they are and why they do it. Yeah. Thanks again, Dale. Thank you. And thank you all for joining our conversation. Uh, We hope you got a good high-level understanding of Good Place and our organization operating system. As we get into our series, each episode will unpack each of those 10 areas that make up the operating system. And we're going to utilize our same kind of why, what, how rhythm. You know, why? Why is this area uh, according to the Bible? You know, what? What are the principles, values, and purpose we derive from those principles and values? And then the how. How do we practically apply this area to an organization to solve a problem, to address opportunities, or to align the organization to optimally achieve uh, their collective purpose? We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and conversation with our guest, Dale Bissonette, CEO of Good Place Holdings. At the Good Place Institute, we want to help equip and empower leaders to be a part of a movement of multiplying Good Place organizations, where organizations thrive, individuals flourish, communities prosper, and the world becomes a better place, where business is good. Again, if you'd like to know more about the Good Place Institute or a topic we discuss in this podcast series, or just give us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. So please visit our website at goodplaceinstitute.com.